Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to Revelation Sunday. Today is going to, listen, this is where this book starts to get real. And as you know, you know, these things are coming forward. Oh, we've got an echo. There we go. Hey, listen, this is where the book really starts to get real. Uh, This is the things that are coming. And you're going to start to recognize some of the things that are starting to set up in the world right now as we get going on this. So uh, we are covering chapter six, which is a pivotal chapter in this book. And just remember that this book is so nice, it repeats everything twice. So you're going to get a really good picture. It goes from one to 11 and then from, uh, you know, 12 to 22 uh, is kind of the same thing, but told in a little bit different way, gives some more detail. And you're going to have the answers to a lot of things if you stay with this study. Uh, There really is going to be a lot, but today is a pivotal chapter. So Father, I just thank you for your grace, the privilege of doing this with my sisters, Jody and Jesse. Lord, we thank you for everyone in the audience. We pray your blessing upon them. We pray that your word will go forth, Lord, and it will be understood and it'll be clear. Anything that does not come of you, Father God, I ask that you wipe it away. But Lord, I also pray for the technology this morning as I'm sensing there's going to be some... uh, some issues there. So I just want to put that out in front. Father God, I pray for every single one and just a special blessing and a hedge of protection around my sister, Jesse today. Again, Lord, we know that you are surrounding her with your angels, that you are her personal defender. Uh, But Father God, we just continue to lift her in prayer as we do Jody, because Jody is a frontline. And so we thank you. We thank you for the privilege of doing this broadcast and reading your wonderful word. All right. Revelation 6. Jody, would you like to start out? I sure will. For the reading of the word. Reading of the word, Revelation 6. And I saw when the land opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw and beheld a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. And I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on it was death and hell followed with him. And power was given to them over the fourth part of the earth 
to kill with a sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Jess, you wanna take over? When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar and the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice saying, how long sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood. Then each of them was given a white robe and they were told to wait a little while longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters were killed just as they had been. I watched as he opened the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red and the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by the strong wind. The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the, king of, the kings of the earth and the princes and the generals, the rich and the mighty and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who can withstand it? Wow. So it's important to note and look, there's so many different references. We could spend literally a month doing this chapter, but this is really the beginning of Daniel's 70th week. Right. And so you'll want to stay, stay you know, study Daniel and the, probably the, the one place that I'm, because it's the most comprehensive place to just keep going back and forth uh, to is Matthew 24, which really mm -hmm. summarizes the uh, the book of Revelation in, in many ways. Uh, this here, we're starting with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So the first one on a white horse, mm -hmm. if it's the horseman of the apocalypse, it's probably not our Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. Get that out of the way. So, and he's being, his timing is being given by the lamb right. who opens the first seal because as you'll remember from uh, chapter five who is worthy to unroll the scroll well this is the lamb of god who's jesus mm -hmm. christ who has been who died for our sins and is risen already so let me just start and we'll break start breaking it down then i saw when the lamb broke one of the seven seals and i heard one of the four living creatures saying as with the voice of thunder, come, I looked and behold a white horse and the one who sat on it had a bow and a crown was even given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. Let's start with the very first verse there. Again, you know, I mean, I love the imagery and I think it's so powerful that you know, the Lord's displaying what's happening in the spiritual realm. And, you know, these are the things that are coming. And, um, you know, so you've got everything in the futuristic prophetic tense. Um, but it's so descriptive and detailed, you know, that there can be, I'll just say, no sway in the interpretation because you know, the Lord's outlining exactly how he plans to have things happen. 
So if I can interject too here, this, this is the chapter that begins the judgment. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't like to see God as a judge and they don't understand it. And it's like, we had a certain number 17 say the end won't be for everyone. And that's because justice is going to be served. And this is the same thing that starts off and happens in this chapter that, that I see here. People need to understand God is love, but he's just, and he's right. And his wrath that's coming for evil is just and right. <clears throat> so, I mean, how many of us walk around today going, how are these people getting away with this? But then if you saw them hanging in the square, you'd be like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> that's just and right for what they've done to children and so forth. So, you know, um, we need to look at this stuff from the uh, aspect of a rightful um, discerning and judgment of how evil should be handled. So I agree with Jesse here. So to me, I cracked up because it talks about the white horse, right? The white horse mimics the white horse in, in Revelation 19 that Jesus comes in on. Satan is a copycat. He's not an original. He has no true authority. The authorities all ours. As a matter of fact, when they talked about the crown, it's a victor's crown. It's not the diadem like Jesus's crown. So what I see in that is that he was victorious in stealing it from us because we're supposed to sit in the throne with Christ, all right? So that crown was given to him by the foolish ones who, who give him authority. And then the bow has no arrows. It doesn't talk about the quiver. It doesn't say he had a bow and quiver, which means he's going to come and function in a in peace, you know, this false Christ and this, uh, you know, peaceful man who has all the answers. And he's going to eventually turn and start conquering and conquer. And so he, the Lord is giving us insight. He's a mimic. He's going to come as a man of peace. He's going to come as a false Christ. And then what once, and we've given him that crown because it's a victor's crown. It's not the crown of glory. So we have to be aware of this, this first before we notice all of the others so that we're prepared or those that are left back are prepared, but we'll get into that in future teachings. <laughs> so that's yeah. my thing about the first horse, yeah. And I love it, it, it um, you know, a lot of scholars debate some of these passages and I think, you know, I love that you brought up that point that, you know, we need to be watchful because, you know, this creature, it's not the Lord Jesus Christ, um, you know, the best way I've heard it explained is that you, you know, the Lord's created these creatures, he's created the angelic beings, you know, and they either chose to serve him or they fell and follow Lucifer. Um, but these ones in revelations, it never, it never says exactly which side they're on. The one thing we know though, is that they are bound to do the will of God. They are set aside for a specific reason. And, you know, they literally have been set aside and, you know, waiting for this time for the judgments to be released. And, and that's their job, their purpose. You know, they don't have anything else that scripture talks about for them. Um, you know, they're just, they must fulfill the will of God in, um, in, you know, acting through these judgments. That brings up a really good point because God is a God of reaping and sowing mm -hmm. and there is no evil in God. There's none whatsoever. So those who have fallen 
they will be used to bring the the reaping because that's what mm -hmm. the angels are they're messengers that fulfill you know we speak and they give us what we're asking for basically so they are going to fulfill what what evil has sown in the earth what man has allowed so i don't think god would use a glorious wonderful angel who's full of love and light and loves him to do evil to men that god really isn't happy about bringing this wrath upon man this wrath was supposed to be upon the enemy himself so so i agree with you i agree that that their job is to do that. The will of God, I believe, was that all men would be saved. I don't believe that he wants to put this on any man, but there are going to be those who are going to say, oh no, Lucifer is everything. And they are going to take the hit just like he is. He loses yeah. big time in the end. And those who fell with him, they will be used, like you said, to do yeah. the will of God because they have no choice. They have no choice. Right. <laughs> and it may not even be that they you know that they say lucifer is the end all you know scripture is clear that they it'll be because of their pride so it can be those even who who say there is no god you mm -hmm. know or they you know they believe or make themselves out to be the god of their own lives true um you know because of that unrepentance because they say that there is no sin um in their lives and refuse to repent of anything you know all of us have fallen short all of us break you know at least one command out of all that are given you know once in our life so you know all of us are guilty in sin um but these individuals you know they literally say there there is no sin and they've got this form of godliness they raise themselves up as gods in their own rights and um you know the lord says because of that unrepentance because of their refusal to turn away from sin and acknowledge the lord you know in his sovereign lordship that this is why his wrath will come exactly. and you know there's i, I want to point out ahead of time so people can be watching for this but throughout revelations there are moments the lord gives mm -hmm. where all the way through till the very end he gives these individuals a chance to repent and those who repent he he removes or he lightens that tribulation because of his mercy and his love because he desires nobody to perish and it's only those that you know refuse until the very very end that that encounter the full extent of god's wrath so you know be watching for those moments mm -hmm. um you know the lord literally it's almost like time stops and he's like here's a moment you know repent come um the door's still open you're, you're so right jesse he does that consistently well all through scripture mm -hmm. he does that um so a couple things i want to point out here and I, I love the points that both jody and jesse made with this um first thing i want to point out is when these seals are broken this sounds like tribulation to me <laughs> you know yeah. if uh if there if we're being conquered if there's going to be wars if there's going to be famine that's tribulation tribulation is a very difficult time it's not to be confused mm -hmm. with the great tribulation right. which will be coming up which is god's wrath right and i say this advisedly because 
you know, when we get into rapture theology and stuff like that, it's going to be very important to understand that. So what we're seeing here is, you know, we've got uh, the impersonator, the imposter. I, I, I consider this to be the Antichrist. But what, as Jesse said, it's, it's we're given the heavenly picture of the dispatching at right. this point. And what I found interesting about the bow, and I hadn't picked up without the quivers. That was such a brilliant point, Jody. Uh, the quiver of arrows but when I thought of the bow I thought of Nimrod because I just all roads seem to go back to Nimrod and, and, and everything so I'm, I'm noticing it a lot more because Nimrod was that hunter with the bow right. and uh, and I, I see that going forward you're right it's a it's a victorious crown and yet listen the first Adam gave him victory essentially mm -hmm. and uh, you know but and he was sent out conquering and to conquer so mm -hmm. very important let's get into the second seal when he broke the second seal i heard the second living creature saying come and another a red horse went out and to him who sat on it it was granted to take peace from the earth and the people would kill one another and a large sword was given to him doesn't that seem like the beginnings of that are happening now? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that it's a red horse because I thought of China, you know, and uh, the, the sword uh, for me talks about kinetic warfare, which means that the first horse has done his job. He's, he's feigned uh, peace and done all the things that he's done. And now you have the dragon coming, the red, you know, and he's coming to bring this kinetic war where, you know, he takes the peace away and he causes men to kill and be killed. You know, and, you know, that's a sad thing, but you see the beginnings of that happening now where people walk around the street and are punching each other in the face for no reason or shooting babies or, you know, it, it's, it's a horrific sight, but we're not even in, like you said, that great tribulation at this time. Imagine when these guys are given the right to carry out what they, what they want to, to humankind. It's very, very sad. Yeah, it, you know, there's there's one point I wanted to make as well, uh, which is going to, I think, become important. And I, a lot of people agree on this is when that first seal is broken. That's when 1260 days starts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've heard that, too, which is you know, essentially the three and a half years. Right. Yeah. So we'll get into the numbers. It, it's very complex. I'm still trying to get my head around it. But yeah. I'm working hard in the background to understand this yeah. for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, what do you see about the uh, the second seal and war, Jesse? It's interesting. Um, this also, I was trying to remember which chapter in Zechariah it is. I think it's chapter three. Um, it's one of the only other Old Testament um, passages uh, like Job where, um, it, it talks about Satan going before the throne room of God and these four um, colored horses and the horsemen on them are mentioned in that passage as well. You know, the same things that the one will, you know, bring wars. Well, what we see in Revelations though is that this one that goes out, he set out to conquer and conquest, you know, now it's not just bringing the war, but literally, you know, that victory in the war that he'll have that will um, bring an end to 
to um, a certain amount of the population. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then you've got this red horse. So it's interesting, you can go back and I guess before I go on, I'll just say that you can go back to, I think it's Zachariah 3, um, and you can compare um, the passages and, you know, it's an interesting comparison. Also um, in Amos and Joel, and they all pretty much have the same account, but Zechariah, Zechariah is probably the, the, the best more, one. Yeah, the more extensive. Um, you know, and so here you've got the sword too. Um, you know, I think about the the word of God, but this is, you know, the, the sword of war and destruction. And so... Um, It's just, yeah, I'll just say it's interesting. I've got a lot of thoughts with all these different passages, but um, it's important to do that comparison. I'll see if I can maybe look up while you guys are talking and bring out some of those points with the Zechariah 3. Yeah, and the fact that it's a large sword, I, I think, you know, the bigger the sword, the more damage gets done, Jody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny that our weapon is a sword as well, but our weapon comes from the creator of all living things. So don't, I don't want anybody to get in fear hearing these things. We, we have cover, you know, we just, right. you know, um, while Jesse's looking that up, I saw something this morning and the Lord gave me a word this morning and I saw, I, I put seed out for birds and my little squirrels. I love them. And this one group keeps coming back. It's two little birds and it's mom. And the birds are bigger than the mother body, but they keep opening their mouth. She sits them in the seed, but they open their mouth for her to feed. So she's trying to teach them to eat. And so she'll put one or two seeds in and then fly away to hoping that they start eating. And they don't, they follow her. And they've done this days and days in a row. Today, one of them started eating. But as I was watching them, standing in their food, waiting for someone to feed them. I felt the spirit of the Lord um, impress me that this is where the body of Christ is. And everything that, that they're being shown right now, we, they need to learn to absorb this for themselves, to start really investigating the word themselves and, and not walk in fear when you hear the things that are coming out in the word, because we're now in the wrath time of God, but really get into the rest of the word so that you walk in the power and authority that's given you and you know how to feed yourself. You know, you understand how to encourage yourself in the things of God. So I thought it was a beautiful word this morning that the Lord is crying out for the warriors to rise, but also to, to learn how to absorb what he's teaching us on how to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. You know, so um, that was exciting, but I just thought I'd throw in that while Jesse was looking. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and someone had put in the chat uh, Zachariah 6, I think they, they put there. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yes, I was going through. Uh, yeah, Zechariah 6, 1 to 8. And mm -hmm. uh, and there's also a great uh, question in there. Um, it says, wait, so the horsemen, four horsemen haven't arrived. I figured we were approaching. So what I would say to that, and look, uh, you know, don't take it from me, talk to God, you know, figure things out for yourself. But uh, to me, this is saying this part is starting when the Antichrist reveals himself. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be beautiful. He's going to come in on the white horse. He's going to bring religions together. He's going to offer the world peace. He's going to offer all kinds of things. And, and everybody's going to think he's wonderful because Anderson Cooper is going to tell them 
It was wonderful. You know, I'm just making a mockery of the mainstream, but, yeah. uh, you know, the mainstream is going to love this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, here, yeah. So that one was interesting because, um, you know, it's important to know that we've got a little bit of different characters here. The question scholars have brought up is, you know, the majority of them believe that these are the same horsemen that are being talked about because of the end time focus and uh, the description of the horses and, you know, the different passages showing kind of, you know, coordinating the colors and their riders and what they have the ability to do. Um, this passage doesn't go into full extent on what they can do, but um, it says, uh, again, it's Zechariah 6. I looked up again and there before me were four chariots coming out from between two mountains, mountains of bronze. Uh, the first chariot had red horses, the second black, the third white, the fourth dappled, all of them powerful. I asked the angel who was speaking to me, what are these, my Lord? The angel answered, these are the four spirits of heaven going out from standing in the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The one with the black horses is going towards the north. The one with the white towards the west. The one with the dappled horses towards the south. Then the powerful horses went out. They were straining to go throughout the earth. And he said, go throughout the earth. So they went throughout the earth. Then he called to me and said, look, these going towards the north country have given my spirit rest to the land in the north. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's just interesting to compare some of these extra chapters with these beings and the horses. And, and the, the, the order in which all these things happen lines up exactly everywhere all the way through scripture, you know, at yeah. least six or eight times in the Old Testament, uh, numerous times in the New Testament, certainly throughout the Gospels, you know, so the order is very important in all of this stuff. And, you know, listen, this is the most documented time in history that the, in the Bible. Right. The Bible has spent more time on what is to come than anything in the past. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very interesting. All right. So when he broke the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, come, I looked and behold, a black horse and the one who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not damage the oil and the wine. This is very, very interesting. <laughs> hmm. so we know by the balances it has to do with economics we know that the black in the bible often represents famine or you know uh suffering that way plagues um, plagues exactly so we see here that this this is the destruction of our economic and we're going through the test of that right now you know they they hit us with a plague and they are trying to destroy our economy so this is, to me, this is what I call testing the fences. You know, this is mm -hmm. not this, but this is a test for that. And yes, you, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what I saw there. Now, the oil and the wine was interesting to me. 
because it's it, it, for me it represented two things because I it represented the people who could afford the oil and the wine, those who had you know satanic uh, rule and reign money, you know, like the Rothschild and all those, and that they their stuff wasn't to be touched because only those who could afford that luxury could have it, and the poor would suffer, you know. But it also reminded me, and um, if I can, Miss S asked me to talk more about the fear. This reminded me of that. You don't touch the oil. The oil could be the anointing, the wine Jesus talked about, new wine, and you know, you don't put it in old wineskins. So I think that there's going to be a level of, of God's anointing still here because we do know there's martyrs. And um, so on a spiritual level, I saw this as the Lord not allowing, you know, um, not allowing his spirit to be you know, kicked out. The, the spirit of God's still there or people wouldn't be getting saved. You know, there wouldn't be martyrs. So I saw that there. Um, but also I wanted to encourage Miss S and some of the others. We don't need to fear because we have to remember, first of all, who we are in Christ. God is going to be bringing more and more revelation as to who he created us to be. And he's going to be bringing more and re more revelation that uh, Lucifer wanted to be like the most high God who is like the most high God we are so it's us he wants to replace because he can't replace God and he knows that so when you start getting a hold of who you are in Christ and start walking in the fullness of that authority you know right now we're getting some we get kickback you know we say no I rebuke you and then you feel a little thing and then Christians go running ah, I felt the devil fight me back you know <laughs> we don't do that we stand in our authority, having done all to stand, stand. So, and, and we see throughout the book of the Bible, especially Exodus 8, that the Lord covered his people through the famines and the, and the plagues. He gave them the blood to put over their door when the spirit of death came. So I believe that the majority of the believers will be gone by this point, And these are the ones who were left behind. But there's enough there that there will be people who come to know the Lord and accept him. Remember, in the first chapters of Revelation, we saw all would see him and all would cry out and worship. So, so I'm um, going to disagree with you. I don't think my, uh, many of us are going to be gone at this point. Uh, yeah. I believe, and I, and I believe I'm going to be able to prove it scripturally okay, that well, we're here for all this stuff. Okay. And it, just like you said with the test drive, uh, they're test driving now. They're they're literally paying farmers to destroy their crops. Yes. And if, right. and if you don't destroy and your lost. crops, you won't get the subsidies for next year. And by the way, they're actually paying them 1.5 the value of their crops. I've heard this from a couple of farmers already. And then you see, you know, Billy G there uh, going out and buying all this prime farmland and stuff like that. Like they they want this to happen but what's happening is i think their hand is being forced and more people are being awakened right. because they're getting desperate they're trying to control the timing and right. they can't they can't and they can't uh but so there's this is gonna definitely there's gonna be plagues there's gonna be famine uh but so a quart of wheat for denarius that's like a day's work a day's labor if you just have unskilled labor job, you know, you make a decent, you know, $100 a day or whatever, think of $100 for a loaf of bread. That's mm -hmm. kind of the, the, the common way I'd put it. And exactly uh, what you said originally, the oil and the wine, this is because it's problems for thee, not for me, if, right. you know, for the people who are controlling this. Mm -hmm. And they're, uh, they're going to be sitting back and, you know, having everything as they always do. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't worry, they're going to be dealt with. 
Yes. And uh, and as I said, we're going to go through this. I'm pr pretty sure. And well, listen, the we're next seal, sure. the, you know, or the, the fifth seal actually speaks to that when we get to the martyrs, because you know, first of all, there couldn't have been a rapture if there's still martyrs here. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, now. people. Yeah, people debate. You know, there could be if if there are individuals who are uh, being saved or coming to the Lord after the rapture. Right. But um, I, I'm with. I'm with Jeff on this one. You know, I do believe that we'll still be here during this time frame. Um, you know, so I think people should be prepared and ready to go through these things and, um, you know, just asking the Lord how he wants us to live during those times, because I think it's going to be, you know, moments of us having to display, you know, the full extent of our faith. And it, it's not going to be, you know, easy or peachy by any means. You know, the Lord's going to um, protect us from some of the judgments or the things that mm -hmm. others will have to experience or go through who do not know him. But it doesn't mean that we're going to have this nice, easy, peachy time. Um, you know, it's going to be, I think, really grueling and, you know, and I believe that it's going to be a time for us to be witnessing, bringing people to the Lord and encouraging them to repent and turn away. Look how easy we've had it as a generation. We haven't had real war. Um, all the disciples, like all, all these people went through stuff. We're going to go through stuff. And, and by the way, we don't have to agree on timing of the raptures or anything. It's okay to have that debate. Only the Lord really knows. Mm -hmm. uh, when I read it, I read it a certain way, um, but it doesn't mean I'm right. I don't know. Right. Okay. I, so it's okay <laughs> if we disagree, as long as we agree on the main things. Yeah. Um, and, and just dealing with this famine thing. One other point, listen, I was given the gift of faith. That's something that that's one of my strongest giftings. But I'm still going to put aside some non-perishable food. Let me tell you, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, the yeah. book was written in advance so we can prepare, right. you know, uh, to some extent. And listen, I, I want to trust God and everything else. But, you know, I'm also trusting that he wrote this down for a reason, my right. personal right. opinion. So for me, like I said, to me, this is the testing of the fences. And for me, we have been in wars. I have friends and I go to Walter Reed all the time and see kids with their faces blown up to pieces. So we haven't had it as easy. You know, war is different today, too. You know, it's, yeah. it's a, lot, a lot of Internet nonsense, which we've dealt with. But the Lord has spoken to my spirit, and I'll be proven right or wrong, that he said to me, when the times get good, do not fall as Solomon fell. And I was like, what is that? So I did a whole study on Solomon and Solomon was granted everything. He was granted, um, you know, wisdom and understanding and riches and everything else. But in the end, he again gave himself over to the, the gods of the women he was with as if he didn't have enough <laughs> women, but so, and he built temples to them. So my belief is that when this comes, there is, there is, this is going to be 50 billion times worse than what we're seeing right now. Now we're getting to the point where if you stand up and say, I'm not wearing a mask, you're getting attacked. If you try to, they're trying to do this uh, vax uh, card thingy, whatever. But, um, but oh, we, we got to be careful with that word. So oh, we've, oh. Got a, we've got a new one that I'll introduce okay. right now on the yeah. show. Okay. It's two words, but I'm going to say it as one okay. that do, uh, to not get picked up. The Fauci-ouchie. 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Sorry about that. I hope that doesn't get you. We'll be okay. Yeah, so a card for the Fauci algae. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, so, so I believe we're going to have a season where we are going to be able to see many people get saved and the gospel will get spread throughout the earth. And then I believe when there will come a time where that, like Second Timothy 3 says, in those perilous times will, where men will be selfish, you know, covetous boasters. We see, we see that now, but I think it's going to be on a whole nother level. And then they're gonna have a form of godliness, like Jesse said, but deny the power thereof. And I think that's gonna be, that's gonna be a lot worse than we're having right now. But that's, like I said, we all have different ways of seeing it. So you choose what you believe, study to so, show yourself approved or rightly dividing the word of proof as you see it. So um, yeah, so I think this is, you know, let's test it. Let's, let's tell them there's no toilet paper and see how they behave. Let's tell them there's no paper towels. Now we're gonna go to everybody kill your livestock because I've heard the same reports you have. And your and your seeds, and let's see how they do with famine, you know. And it's it's all this, and you can see it. People turning on each other in grocery stores. Put on your mask. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's sad to me because there's going to be, but I do believe God's going to give us a season. And if we believe that the real POTUS is coming back, that there's going to be a season of growing out of this evil that yeah. has tried to be put on us, and it's in that season we better not forget God. That's that's what I'm. Well, we, we addressed this heavily in that in the course that Jesse and I did, the, uh, the Creating Wealth course, because I think we're going to see all this play out. And it is talking about provision. And even when you can no longer buy and sell, mm -hmm. uh, there's some really strategic things that you can do. Right. Uh, yeah. Listen, to make it as easy as possible on you and the ones you love. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you know, still, we want to be in the battle, you know. Uh, I, I think the harvest has started personally, and, you know, we're going to have a few more years of it. That's my hope, my expectation. Oh, yeah. His power is coming. The power of the Lord is right. coming. The, the Us walking in the power of the Lord is coming. Wait, wait, wait. It's going to be so exciting. And that I can tell you just as a, as a prophet, as a prophetic voice from the things that God has made very clear to me. So we are going to walk, I'm getting goosebumps right now, in his power and might. That's right. We have to not be afraid. We have to start, stop focusing so much on Antichrist and what he's going to do and focus on what God's going to do through us in the earth prior to allowing the white horse to, to be set out of the gate. So, and when we do that, then like you said, then we're prepped and we're ready. And like Jesse said, we're not, we're, we've made provision. We've, we've understood the word and behaved accordingly so that we are not caught off guard. Oh my God, there's a, you know, a rider with a white horse, you know, yeah. we've known it. We've read the times, you know. And, and yeah, Jesse and I have discussed this and I know you're on the same page. We're, we're coming into that Acts church again, but yes, right. even greater things. Oh, big time. Yeah. Amen. Big time. Even greater things. And, you know, um, <laughs> Look, at, I, I'm just thankful that the Lord called my name, you know, and I'm thankful that he's called each one of your names. You know, we, uh, we're we getting, uh, not to get on numbers, but if, if you think of, you know, we're doing a little Bible study here. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're getting 10,000, 15,000 views on these videos between the platforms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I'm, and I'm looking at, you know, a lot of churches who, 
during this uh, pandemic have had to start streaming and, you know, they still only have 30 people. Right. So, you know, I think the word has been really alive on this broadcast uh, doing mm -hmm. this and, you know, uh, we're going to continue to do this, uh, you know, maybe not everyone's favorite show. Everyone likes the news, like some uh, sensational stuff, but I'll tell you, God told me to do this book. Mm -hmm. And so I believe and, I, I, and I'm thankful that Jody and Jesse agreed in the spirit. <laughs> to do this. And I think, you know, it's so important for us to wrestle, you know, with that. Um, I, I was seeing somebody put up in chat, you know, they love the discussion and, you know, I think it's so important for all of us to gather together and to be discussing the word of God, because we're in this fight, we're in this battle together. And, you know, we need to know, you know, who our enemy is, what's coming against us. And then we need to know how to put our faith into operation with it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's not going to be easy. Um, this is a time where, you know, the Lord says that there will be, there will be the greater than these miracles. Um, but how can we know those miracles if we aren't asking for them, if we aren't seeking the Lord every day um, to grow us and to, you know, ask for the things that we need. And, you know, I think about, you know, throughout scripture, it, during time of famine, you know, Elijah had the widow that the Lord had given to him, where he says, you know, make me a cake out of flour and oil. And she had just enough to make her and her son one more to share. And that was it. They were done. They were out, you know, and he just says, make it for me anyway. And so in obedience, she does. And the Lord blesses that where then, you know, the three of them, you know, they, they lived together during that famine and that oil and that flour never ran out the entire time. You know, they had more than enough food to eat, you know, and, you know, you've got Israel who is in the desert for 40 years. And what did the Lord do? He sent manna every morning that, you know, in faith, they had to go out, they had to collect the manna every morning. And they, you know, manna means just enough. They, they were to take just what they needed to survive. And, you know, they weren't supposed to set anything aside. And I'm not saying for people who are prepping that we're not called to do that. Um, I'm just, you know, explaining what was happening in this passage. But, um, you know, they, the Lord at that time called them to go out every morning and to gather their food that he provided from heaven. And it was, it was enough. Um, so, you know, what's interesting is that there's only, you know, there's only one jar of manna that um, the Lord allowed to be preserved. And that was the jar of it that Aaron put in um, the Ark of the Covenant That's right. on the, in the mercy seat. So, um, you know, it, it just gets scripture just, is so rich and full and it teaches us how to live and you know we're to go forward and to walk with the lord and to live with no fear because the all-powerful sovereign god is with us through these things you know and why does he you know share these things with us ahead of time is it so that we're fearful and we're dreading that day 
Um, no, it's so that we know when these things happen that he's already told us, he already prepared us for it. And we can trust that he's going to give us, you know, the day-to-day -day plan for each day that we have to face. Amen. Oh, that's so good. And, that and by the way, that's where the tagline comes from. Live right in the real world. Amen. <laughs> Want to learn how to live right? You have to know what the real world is. And the real world, as we say, it always starts in the spirit. And we're seeing this demonstrated in these scriptures because yeah. we're right. finding the spiritual uh, part of the dispatching. That's it. Here. And that uh, goes with the bird really quick. What Jesse's saying is exactly right. We have been fed and fed and fed. And now it's time to put into application the things that the Lord has been sharing with us and not to walk in fear, but to walk in the authority that he's given us. So it all kind of comes together so that we can accomplish what we need to accomplish. And we can, like you said, be ready and, you know, and know the signs of the times that we're in. So. And I'll, and I'll reiterate the uh, definition definitions of fear. If you ask someone what fear means, everyone says, well, false evidence appearing real. That makes no sense. You mm -hmm. can't have evidence and have it false. It, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work that way and appearing real the new definition that I want you to work on and, and just think about this is failure to confront the future. Mm -hmm. That's what fear is. And you need to confront it. If you always play defense, you'll lose. You mm -hmm. never, ever put up a defense unless you're planning an offense. I'm just saying art of war. It's, Ooh. you know, this is the way it goes. That's good, Jeff. I like that. <laughs> I have a failure to confront the future. I'm telling you, it's, let that soak in. It's mm -hmm. it's even better than you think uh, on first glance. I'm telling you, it could, it could be life-changing. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you have fear or something, think about that. All right. All right. Let's get into the, uh, the fourth seal. When the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth living creature saying, come. I looked and behold, an ashen horse, and the one who sat on it, his name was Death, and Hades was following with him. Authority was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and famine and plague. Did we already do this one? <laughs> uh, and, and oh no, and the beasts of and the animals of your so okay, so let's say a, a quarter. So we're what almost eight trillion people. Right. So we're talking there's two trillion people gone. Well, it's already been diminished at that point by the other horsemen. So right. Yeah. So Yeah, so it could be more. Yeah. 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 Wow. And and and, and here's something that's interesting coming it's gonna come up. We won't have the answer here, and I certainly haven't found it, but where is the new Babylon? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that's going to be wiped out. Yeah, that's an interesting question. There are several, um, you know, uh, it's believed that the United States is a depiction of Babylon, um, but there also is the actual Babylon, the ancient city. And, you know, people can research a, a majority of it has been taken down but there used to be some things that were put up that showed the schematics for the city. Um, and, you know, I know a year ago, I had heard it was still, it's literally in the process of being built there. Um, 
you know, in the original site where Babylon was. So and that's um, Iraq, wasn't it? Yeah, that city is being is being rebuilt. Um, that's interesting. I, and yeah. I heard that the eagle in Revelation represents America and that uh, the, the new Babylon is actually the demonic system of people that that are running that <coughs> whatever we want to call them you know that they are the new babylon out of Iran. yeah this is there listen there's some mysteries here still yeah. and and none of the scholars will completely agree on all this stuff the biblical scholars yeah. you know um so we're just taking a stab at it but at least we're defining <laughs> some stuff for you right right yeah <laughs> it'd also be interesting um to see what symbol, if if uh, the military base NORAD in Colorado uses a symbol, um, that was the largest dumb base. And I, I think that they said it went 80 stories down into the ground, um, but it had everything. It literally was this massive city. Um, so there was some talk that that also was called the New Babylon and that was what they were planning to make their headquarters there in Colorado. So, um, you know, there's a, several different places possibly where it could be, whether America's here or or gone. So, yeah, or maybe it's just the uh, the, the Western system, right? Right. You know, and, and remember uh, when when you read in Zechariah, Jesse, the uh, the white horse went to the west. Right, 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 and mm -hmm. where does he? So where does he establish his system? Right, exactly. Now I, I think you know physical Israel is considered the West as well, right? Yeah. And uh, and I I believe that's where he's going to establish the system, certainly. But it is right. like a, a Western American system that is going to be established. And in that passage, the East is never mentioned. So, so that's interesting. That. Yeah. Well, doesn't did it even doesn't, say where the red horse went? Did I don't think it did. No, no, that that's left out in that passage yeah. there. Interesting. And, yeah. and doesn't our Lord in nineteen come in through the east? Yes, the eastern gate. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, so uh, yeah, so there, there a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. And then some of us are going to die. This is exciting. <laughs> Let me read this one. We're not excluded. When, <laughs> when, <laughs> when the lamb broke the fifth seal. So again, this is Jesus dispatching these. This is all by permission of God. Mm -hmm. He's letting the world cave in on itself, mm -hmm. essentially. Because God isn't doing the damage here yet. He's just allowing it to happen. But he broke the fifth seal, and I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been killed because of the word of God, so because of Jesus, and because of the testimony in which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who live on the earth? And a white robe was given to each of them. And they were, to, sorry, I wanted to make a comment. <laughs> and they were told to rest for a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers and sisters were killed, even as had been. <laughs> I just kind of found it funny. I don't know why. I'm strange, obviously. But how long until you avenge our blood? Oh, here's a robe. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
and his mom. Just have a robe. <laughs> have a robe and take a nap. Just rest. I, I have <laughs> never read it that way, Chuck, but that's funny. That, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh my God, you're funny. Looks so, are not everything, Jody. Right. <laughs> 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 so here here we see that the martyrs are killed and they actually because they were martyred see the understand the violence of what's actually going on and they're crying out hey how long are you gonna i i, I know i've cried that out when, with in prayer with you know jess when we've all been praying together over these children and i've cried this out in private mm -hmm. you know how can you let this stuff happen to the kids how you know, you know, how can long are you going to let this go on? And one time I was praying by myself and the Lord said, I've given you power and authority. How long are you going to let it go on? You know, so that's where he's calling us to action. But the point is here that there's um, I, I, Isaiah 61 and 10. It talks about um, a white robe of righteousness and a garment of salvation. So what they had done is the Lord given them the white robe of righteousness, you know, this or and, and that was like, okay, you've, you've done your part now, just rest because now there's stuff that still needs to happen. But it's interesting that the Lord has garments. He has crowns that he gives away. He's, I mean, he's, he's not an evil God, you know, and he's, there is a plan of reaping and a harvesting that has to play out. And it's sad mm -hmm. that there are those of us, like people like Jesse who lived it, I've had abuse myself and we see this stuff happening to others. And we're like, why God, why can't you just step in here and do something now? You know, so you can almost feel their desperation because they've lived it. And, um, and God's like, just hold on, you know, I've got this under control. <laughs> so releasing control to, to God is hard when, if you're like me, you would like information, you know? Yes. So I don't know, but uh, as I always say, it's it's uh, easy to believe in miracles until you need one. Right. Right. Yeah. And that was something Jesse said before, if I can interject, I have laid and seen my daughter who tried to commit suicide twice. It's not easy. I've laid there. We have uh, two miracles, two miracles where God had sustained her and the doctors had no idea how. And I finally told her one day, you're not going anywhere. I prayed over you your whole life until you accomplish what God said you were to do on this earth. So thank you, Lord Jesus, that she's, you know, she's told me she'll never do that again. But the thing is that that moment of time that I was living, watching the light of, of life leaving my daughter's face is not fun. But look at how miraculous God was in that moment. And the, so when Jesse is telling you the truth, when she says it's not always easy but in faith, we walk there. And the thing that made the difference and the thing that this scripture um, made me think of, it said they overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives even unto death. When we get it that this is not life, this is a temporary place that we're living. Then the, in Hebrews, it talks about the fear of death was ripped away from Satan by Jesus when he came as a man and died on the cross and resurrected. When we start getting that, we're not going to be so afraid of the word death and dying anymore. We, what we're going to be afraid of is that we haven't told enough people about yes. Jesus Christ, and they are going to live such horrific things, you know, even if in the end they end up martyred for Christ. But that's, I'm getting goosebumps again. That's where we're going to understand why we are here and not be so scared running around 
I'm afraid of death. I'm afraid to die. I'm afraid. No, I'm we're overcoming by the word of our testimony. My daughter was told to me would not live. And the next day I got in the spirit and I prayed all night long and she was alive. And they said, we don't know how she's alive. Then they ran tests and they're like, she's completely healed. We have no idea. Only God got glory for that. So the death has no sting. It's not, you can't be afraid of that. We have to be afraid that we haven't told enough people. You, you know, you're absolutely right there. But, you know, when I read this and in all seriousness, when, you know, there's going to be a time when if you claim to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, we're going to be hunted. Mm-hmm. Like literally, they're going to be hunting us. Mm-hmm. And so there is a, a natural fear uh, that, you know, is I think it's healthy. You know, you want to preserve your life so you can continue to do your work and to tell more people. But uh, this is going to be a very scary time. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'll go a little deeper if anybody out there is sensitive, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking about blood or things, you may not want to hear this part. But, um, you know, with this, you know, where does this fifth seal happen where is it opened you know what's shown it's the the altar and you know we think about the altar of god you know where was that that that's the altar where the sacrifices are offered um and you know it says it's the souls of all those who've been slain because of the word of god and the testimony they maintained um that a lot of people will focus on that and lose that sense of the real picture that that we have this altar and you know before the altar of god all of those who are slain you know that blood is forever before the lord and um you know back then when they would have sacrifice after sacrifice you would have pools of blood and Scripture says that the life is in the blood. And, you know, this is one of those passages where, you know, again, you hear that kind of that, uh, the blood, you know, crying out with this loud voice before the Lord. And, you know, just like it says when uh, Cain murdered Abel, that his blood cried out from the earth. Well, here we have it literally in the Holy of Holies, the place where the Lord is, you know, that where his altar is, that blood is constantly crying out before him. And, and because of that, you know, it's a daily reminder um, to him of all the evil that's going on and that he will judge the inhabitants of the earth. He will avenge, Mm -hmm. you know, that blood that was innocently taken, um, You know, and so, you know, for me, this is like a huge shift when you think about the reality of it, Um, you know, the imagery, the picture that's being described here is, is that we have a holy God who, who sees the wrongs that are done um, and allows them to daily be before his face and he will not remain silent forever. Um, Some people you know, we see all the things happening and we think, how long, how long is this going to continue, Lord? You know, if you're real, how come you don't do something about it? How come we don't see your hand moving and stopping this evil? 
um, stopping the wickedness um, that's happening. And, you know, there's this time where we're just in this wait period. Um, and for me, this verse just reassures that, that, you know, it will not go on forever. You know, evil doesn't win. The Lord will have that day, you know, where he will avenge. And that's a scary word. Yeah. Um, you know, when you think of what avenging entails, and then you picture the Lord himself going out to invent, to avenge all the innocent and all those whose blood has been spilt. Um, you know, it, it, it's a fearful thing. You know, scripture says that every heart will melt. No man will be able to stand in that day. And again, I'll repeat, no man, no one will be able to stand in that day um, when the Lord unleashes his wrath. And, and listen, this is what we said, you know, very beginning of this study. You don't know our Lord until you've read this book. Yeah. And, you know, listen, this stuff is terrible. We've got the, a fake Christ. We've got famine. We've got death. We've got martyrs. Uh, the next one that I'm going to read is terror. Listen, this stuff is like a sandbox, you know, compared to when the Lord's wrath starts going out. This is nothing. You'd beg for this stuff if you're alive. Oh, remember the good old days when we were starving and just being murdered by the sword? <laughs> you know, like, honestly, that, that's that's how it goes. So let me read this uh, this last one here. And I looked when he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood. The stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree drops in its un right figs are shaken by great wind the sky was split apart like a scroll when it rolled up and every mountain on the island was removed from its place then the kings of the earth and the eminent people and the commanders and the wealthy and the strong and every slave and every free person hid themselves in the caves and amongst the rocks of the mountains and they said to the mountains and the rocks Fallen us, hide us from the sight of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who is able to stand. So the sun and the moon are darkened. The abomination of, how did I say that right? No. Yeah, abomination of desolation. desolation. Thank you. <laughs> This is the Lord's second coming, is it not? Um, timing on, for me, I when I think of the things of the Lord, the timing is not like we know it. Mm -hmm. So, see, I see us in and out of these, these things, you know, where we might be here, we might be gone. <laughs> it might be, so I, I, I don't kind of catch it in the, and see it in the way of, this is going to happen then, this is going to happen then, this is kind of in and out and weaves among itself. But there's things that are happening now, like um, there was a great earthquake. When I read that, I was like, oh, look at that. The um, I'm going to try to say it right. Tohoki Aki earthquake in Japan. It was a 9.0 earthquake and it moved the land 18 feet to the east and shortened the day. And this you can look up and, and see that. 
So it talks about great earthquakes. This is why I say, I think we are in a testing of the fences and the speeding, the enemy's trying to speed up what's coming and it, he's not gonna be able to do it. You also have people like, um, I think it's Tom Horn, I'm not sure, but he's talking about asteroids that may come and hit the earth in 30, uh, 2035 or two, you know. So, so this stuff is being fulfilled now and it can be being fulfilled in the future. It's so hard to know. We've had the blood moons already, right? right? We've had the woman in the sky where the stars aligned perfectly according to the book of Revelation. 2017. Exactly. Revelation yeah. yeah. So there's so much here that, you know, it, so we have to almost get out of our, what do we, what do we call our way of seeing time linear or how, how mm. we see time? We have to almost see it as if it's a ball and everything's inside all at the same time and it's happening according to mm. hell. Well, let, let me give you my take on this here, uh, and this is going to play out further and further as we go through the scriptures. Mm -hmm. But you know, if we if you read Luke thirteen, it, you everywhere where it talks about the abomination of desolation, mm -hmm. it says the exact same thing. So, but I'm just going to read it from Matthew twenty four, the glorious return. But immediately after the tribulation of those days, okay, not before. Not during, after the tribulation, not the great tribulation, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky. Sounds familiar, right? Mm -hmm. And the powers of heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and with them all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet blast. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds and from one end of the sky to the other. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know when the rapture takes place and we'll get into the timing more uh, because I think, I think the Bible gives us a lot of clues when we study Daniel's 70th week, mm -hmm. but when the sky, when the sun goes dark and the, the moon goes blood red, you better be out. Listen, I'm not going to be hiding in the cave. I want the easiest access for me to float up. <laughs> you know, well. <laughs> I don't want to bang my head on anything going up. That's right. <laughs> It basically says in verse 15, everyone will run for the caves and the mountains. So we'll see if Jeff is the only one standing out there. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> right? Like, hey, that, that one guy out there. <laughs> uh, and not only will they run to them, they'll beg for them to fall on top of them and, and take yeah, them out. Hide them. Think about yeah. You know, the, the Bible talks about nobody can look at God's face and live. Can you imagine looking at the wrath of, of the Lord and the face of God? I mean, and you're not in right standing. I mean, that's a scary, it's a scary yeah. place to be. Well, I can guarantee you from scripture that we will not be here for the wrath of God. God will not right. pour the wrath out on his people. So right. we're taken before them. Right. And it seems that this is the time. And uh, I think as we go through the scriptures a little bit more, I'll convince some of you perhaps a little bit further and but listen i'm 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 okay with being wrong on this okay I am too. yeah I'm, nobody yeah. <laughs> just come lord you yeah, know right amen 
And, and it's okay for people, and this is see that in the culture we're in today, it's like, oh, you can't not see something differently. And that's one of the things I love about Jess. Sometimes we'll share stuff and I'll go, oh, I don't see it that way. I see it this room, right, Jess? Yeah. I'll say, no, 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 the keys are here. The key. and, and it's fun because we love each other and we're, and we can have, see it from two different points of view. And um, in the end, the Lord will reveal more and more and more and more to all of us. Right. We come from different experiences different walks of life. I worked in a church for so long and people would walk out because they hated the music. Other people were like, oh my God, I love the music here. And it's, we just need to be okay disagreeing or, or not seeing something eye to eye and, and then just pray and ask God, you know, show us in the end time yeah. that we're ready. <laughs> I just want to be ready. You know, I think it's not being afraid to discuss and conver yeah. conversate about things to to say, oh, okay, well, you see it differently. Can right. you show me, show me the things that support how you see it that way. Exactly. And then here's the reasons why I see it the way I do. Right. And sometimes there are times where the Lord kind of leaves us in this limbo. We, nobody has all the answers, even scholars who have, you know, invested all of their time, you know, looking or into some of these things, they don't have an answer. And so we need to be okay to rest in that, to say, you know, the Lord hasn't given an answer either way on that matter. So it can be taken multiple ways. And it's okay if I lean towards more towards one way than the other. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if my brother or sister leans more, you know, in the other direction you know, because the Lord hasn't clearly stated which way it is. And, you know, the last thing God wants is for us to, you know, be in these, we'll just say fruitless debates, because the truth is, the answer has not been given. So, you know, what good does it do to come to that debate where, where we have contention and separate, that's what the enemy wants you know, versus just discussing it and saying, okay, you know, God hasn't given the answer. It's okay for us to have different points of view in this area. Um, and that's okay. You know what, I'll, I'll even offer a different point of view on this. And, and so this really shows that I'm not kind of landed. So first of all, the word rapture does not appear in the Bible. No. This is, this is what we've come up with. And, you know, uh, and, and by the way, if it happens, it's a great thing. And I've never heard anyone else put forth this position. So, and I, I literally just came up with it this morning. So, you know, I might regret this and just say, nah, I was wrong like an hour from now. <laughs> but what if there is no rapture and literally we all get martyred? No, that's unscriptural. Yeah. Because it talks about Jesus coming in the air and those that are dead are caught up with him. And then we, we are caught in, in the air. And there is a word in the original language. I think it's harpazo or something like that, which is a catching away. And yeah, harpazo yeah. is the rapture. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, not to disrespect you. I no, think it's no did. disrespect. Yeah. I just came up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not basing my theology on it, that's for sure. Yeah, because we, we have to take the whole word, and there is word that talks about being caught up. So, yeah, yeah. so we want to we want to include all of that. But. Well, I immediately retract my position, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, we're all, we're all learning together. We are all learning. Right. 
together. Uh, the thing here that I thought was interesting where it said sackcloth of hair, um, you know, I was like sack, sackcloth is like this like clothes you put on that like, you almost look poor, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it, does it get so bad that people are using their hair to make clothes? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know? When I saw that, That's I was like, what are, they, you know, what are they talking about? You know, so you got earthquakes and possible asteroids hitting the earth, people wearing their hair. I don't know. <laughs> Blood moons, you know. So, um, as, you know, this is. Well, well so the sackcloth of hair, if, if you think about it, um, think of a, a really dark shade that you would pull over your window. And so a little bit of light gets in. You're not in complete darkness. Right. But basically, it's blocking the light. Oh, that's interesting. Right? That that's yeah, because yeah. it's because it's made in in reference to the uh, to the sun became as black as sackcloth made of hair. Okay. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. And the moon becomes blood. By the way, isn't it wasn't it supposed to be a blood moon this weekend again? Yeah, I think at the end of May there's another one. Wow. During again oh, during a the, all the last ones have been during Jewish holidays as well. Mm -hmm. That's right, because this is uh, this is like the Pentecost as well, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you heard it here first. The Lord's <laughs> on his way. <laughs> we did ask for that. So listen, yeah. I'm just going to step out in faith. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that stuff we're reading would have to happen like right now. <laughs> right. I, I wanted a good day job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny right Jeff we just we just need a break we need like a nice day <laughs> too funny yeah well, we Listen. are not we are not left to feel destitute at this time we should feel that the Lord is coming in in his wrath at this time but all before this he's he's showed us you know, I have this thought against you, but I'm pleased with this. I have this and, you know, I've come, I've given you power and authority. I'm, I'm able to open these seals now. So get ready. Here we come, you know, but you will be ready. We will be ready. And we're here together and with the, with those in the, in the audience, because we all want to not miss God. And I think that's admirable, admirable. And um, we have to remember that this time that we're talking about is not enjoyable for the Lord and it's not enjoyable for Jesus. You know, I know that it it wounds him to see anyone hurt or suffer. He's he's pure love. We we still haven't grasped that love. So, but like people say to me, you're so easygoing, but when I get mad, I'm like an animal. So it's that contrast, you know. So um, so it and that's what I see in my father. He's so loving. I mean, and then to see him in such a contrast, it, it's going to be scary. But um, I'll, we'll be in the love part. We're gonna be. <laughs> we're going to be hidden under his wing so even if we're going through this stuff there's still his protection and love and you know, mm -hmm. and no fear yeah amen and listen you know what it's uh the lord is to be taken seriously he's to be feared he's been but he listen he's got the greatest sense of humor right and and if we're just these religious pharisee looking people walking around how many people want to join that club Right. You exactly. know what I mean? Listen, he gives us the ability to laugh. He gives us the, you know, the most beautiful things in the world. And, and, you know, the enemy perverts it. And he's, he perverted that through religion, made it, you know, oh, you have to do the sacrament. You, have to do, 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 do. you know, the, the enemy's even 
you know, taking sex away from us, you know, sex, and, oh, it's it, for Christians is dirty and stuff like that. Are you kidding? God invented this thing, yeah, right? It's yeah. supposed to be a beautiful thing. Like, and, and, you know, and churches file. don't talk about it because, yeah. oh, it, it's, you know, persona non grata. Well, <laughs> this is where, you know, listen, religion has failed us. Yeah, right. Yeah. The word you know, God. religion has failed us, but God has not. Amen. And so, Amen. you know, I think we're at a point where, you know, scripture is always saying today, today is the day that we can repent. We can turn away from our sins. We can ask the Lord into our hearts and we can come, come to Jesus. And, you know, that's the main phrase that's spoken in this passage is that come, just come to the Lord. Okay. So. With that, Jeff, I think we should we should do a special prayer today for anybody out there who may be wanting to come. Jesse, I 100% agree. So listen, if, if you have not accepted Christ into your heart, if you, um, or maybe have, but you're not sure if it worked because you weren't really all in committed, if you really didn't feel it in your heart. So the thing is, is you have to be sincere uh, in your asking for his spirit to come inside of you. And the way you do this is you do it in faith. And faith is the belief in things yet unseen. So Jesus says, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. But you have to go up to that door and knock. And so if you want the spirit of God to dwell inside of you, and and by the way, when you have the spirit of God inside of you, you understand scripture. You can't understand it without the without the, the Lord's spirit inside of you. It, it will baffle the smartest people in the world. So you'll get supernatural understanding, but also becoming born again is a supernatural experience. It is the most, well, the only worthwhile pursuit in this flesh suit that you've got you know this is the most important thing you could do so if you haven't said the prayer or if you just think you need to say it again i'm just going to guide you in a prayer and uh i want you to be bold and put something in the comment uh you know saying look that was me because we'll gl we'll glance over all the comments and we'll pick out your name and we'll say a special prayer for you uh, I've been doing that consistently. I don't reply to many uh, comments, just don't have the time, but I do go through and I make sure to look. And I know Jesse uh, looks through them as well, and I'm going to ask Jody to also. So if you want to say this prayer with me, just say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son. I thank you that God became man and Jesus shed his blood after teaching us and showing us the power of God in the flesh and living a perfect life. He died on the cross. He took those stripes for me and he took all my sins away. I believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again and is on the throne in heaven right now. And so I hereby submit my life to you, God. Be coming to me, be my father. Be my brother. Come into me, God. And God promises, if you said that with integrity in your heart, you really, really want it. God promises he just will come into you right now. 
And we'll pray that, you know, God surrounds you with other people to come into your life because we're doing this virtually, but you need people physically around you. So I pray that God will send the right people to you and to surround you. And I pray that you'll stay with us as well and, and keep joining us. Amen. So Amen. thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for those. Well, I've got an exciting day today. I'm going to go do some ministry, and I did some ministry yesterday as well. Even on, See, I even did it on a Sabbath, Saturday <laughs> by Sabbath. So I'm one of those blasphemers the, uh, the Pharisees pick on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, every day and every moment is a good moment to confess. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he seems to do that a lot, huh? <laughs> I need to. I need to. Amen. Me too, brother. All of us. You know. So Jody, why don't you just close us out in a quick prayer? Amen. Oh, wish you well. Father, we just give you all glory, honor, and praise. I just thank you for this time we shared together. We thank you, God, that you've given us your word and that we can use your word to grow and to get to know you and to know the signs of the times. I thank you for the audience. For anyone who's feeling ill, I ask for your healing balm to be upon them. For anyone in financial need, that you will bless them now and show them that you are the God of provision. I thank you, Lord God, for that all things are laid at your feet and that you will not leave us comfortless and you will not forsake us. We can count on it. I thank you, Father, for your love and your grace and your mercy. Bless Jesse, Jeff, and the audience, and let them have a day that just glorifies you. In Jesus' holy and mighty name, I pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for being with us. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community by anointing it. Amen. <laughs> love you all. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.